welcome to FC Studios. Thank you so much for joining us this Monday morning. We're uh, grateful that you have taken a few minutes out of your day to join us here on the Red Couch. And so we're starting off our fourth week in our series, God Is. And so hopefully you've enjoyed this series. It's kind of a new thing for us. Yeah. Doing a series. Um, anyway, so we're going to recap real quick some of the things we've talked about so far. Yeah, so like he said, we, you know, it's kind of this countercultural concept of God is, and um, we've said this every week, we, that's, that's an infinite fill in the blank. Like God is numerous things, but this this particular series is to be countercultural to what society and cultural is, culture is saying we must follow right. this um, during the month of June. And so three weeks ago, we started with God is love. And we really hit home on this idea that, you know, there's this common phrase, love is love, and that is not accurate, that's not truth, because the Bible is what is true, the only truth that we truly know, and that the Bible directly states that God is love. And yep. you can't know real love, your first love, um, until you know God, and that's when you really know um, what real love is. And then, then um, two weeks ago, we talked about God as creator. Yeah, that's right, you know, and the Bible tells us that, you know, God created each and every single one of us. Um, and like Morgan always says, we are created on purpose for a purpose. Um, and, you know, there's lots of things, especially in the month of June uh, right now, that where people are, you know, trying to distort the image of God in us. Mm -hmm. uh, but we all are created the way that God intended us for us to be. And trying to change that um, is going against the Word of God. And right. so... Um, you know, that directly relates to, you know, transgender and, you know, sexual identity issues um, that are kind of being forced on everyone in the month of June. Yeah, yeah. And then last week we decided, we discussed God as judge. And, you know, there's this kind of bridge, oh, don't judge me. Or people say, like, oh, no, you're judging you. And we, we discussed and sort of debunked this idea that, um, that correction is often taken as judgment. But when reality, correction is just real love. And, and you know, if... If Brad's doing something harmful to himself, me saying don't do that isn't, um, that isn't judging, that's yeah. correcting because I love him and I want what's best for him. Right. And so we, you know, God is the one that's the ultimate judge. And as believers, our job is to point people to who will be their judge. Yep. And, um, and that comes in the form of correction at some time. So, you know, just keeping in mind that, um, that that is judgment and Correction are not the same thing. Right. But God will judge everyone, and we will all find ourselves on one side or the other of that judgment. Right. What I really liked about um, that uh, session last week was one of the scriptures that we read that put um, that you're either going to be raised to life mm -hmm. or you're going to be raised to judgment. Yeah, judgment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we would encourage everyone to make sure that our hearts and our lives are right with Jesus, that we have repented of our sins, that we've mm -hmm. accepted. Jesus, not only as Savior, but Lord of our lives, so that when we are raised, we are raised to life right. and not to judgment and to death. That's right. And then this week, we want to bring to you the idea that God is a promise keeper. So again, welcome to Epsi Studios, and we are glad that you're here. We always encourage you to hit the like and share button, um, because this is a way that you can help spread the gospel. Because um, you never know the ripple effects of hitting the share button. And we know saying hit the share button, like button is cliche, but it really does go yeah. spread spread places. And so um, we want to encourage you to do that. Yeah, so. that's right. Because you can reach people that we can't reach yeah. or people that aren't affiliated with Friendship Church. So yeah, hit that like and share button. 
Yeah. So, you know, this month, like we said, we've talked a lot about being countercultural. And society and culture tries to tell us how we must believe. And if we don't agree with what society says we should believe like, then we're judging, we're intolerant, we're homophobic, we're a bigot. Um, if we don't believe the exact same way some society or culture tells us that we should believe. And the reality, uh, the reality is society doesn't want Christians to say what they believe because when we when we speak out, we're speaking with the authority of Jesus. We're speaking in the name that stirs things up. We're speaking in the name above all other names. And 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 when we when we as believers, when we speak up, there's there's authority and there's conviction in our words when we speak the truth and love. And that really causes people to stir them because it doesn't set right with their spirit. It's right. really well, yeah. what it is. I mean, you're either going to accept it or you're going to reject, reject. And yeah. reject it, which is, I think that's, that's what we tend to see often. I mean, especially uh, when we're dealing with the issues that you deal with during Pride Month and things like that, is that, you know, there is this like outright rejection of the word of God and mm -hmm. of truth. And so that's, that's normally what we see. Yeah. I mean, you hear people get you, they don't mind if you talk about God in general, but if you become very, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus, then they want to shut things down. Um, but society tries to keep us from speaking out and sharing our beliefs because those are the beliefs that truly bring change. Um, but, and then, you know, we speak with authority because we, we have Christ in our hearts and because we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, but that name that gives us that authority, the name above all other names, is the same man that didn't conform to culture. Right. And he didn't just people please and didn't not say things because it might shake things up. And in fact, that's what he was there to do. It didn't matter if at every turn there were people there trying to track him. You read the four Gospels and you read continuously where the Judean leaders and the Pharisees or the Sadducees were there trying to trap Jesus in some way. And we'll talk about that again at the very end. But Here's the thing is, he was going to stay in line with what his father did and what his father said and what his father's desires were. And he spoke only what his father spoke, which was the truth. And, um, and so, you know, we want to just encourage you that don't get discouraged when culture and society wants to come at you because you truly do have the authority of Jesus when you stand on the truth and speak those those things right. and it's okay to stand countercultural to mm -hmm. uh, you know to stand in opposition to what the world is trying to force yeah. on you um you know during the, the month of june society really pushes like alternate lifestyles and lifestyles and agendas that are completely against uh scripture and you know um any lifestyle that one that, that a person wants to live or however they want to live is perfectly okay because society says that we should accept everyone um, and everything, but we as believers know that that is not true. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they want us to say that we should embrace all this diversity and, and the diversity of this lifestyle should be more specific. And if we don't, then we're wrong. And, um, you know, we've directly spoken out against this lifestyle um, over the last several, several weeks and reminding you of who God is and what he has to say about the agenda of this particular month and what they really push. And these lifestyles are being so pushed uh, for us to condone and accept that go directly against the word of God. And, um, and in the process, they have adopted one of the most sacred symbols as a symbol for their beliefs. Um, and you know, 
you know, we're talking about the rainbow specifically here. And um, so we kind of want to address, you know, God is the promise keeper and how that is counterculture to what, what, what society is saying and trying to take what God has placed in the sky for us um, as something that is convoluted and, and distorted. Right. You know, God put the rainbow in the sky after he flooded the earth um, because, um, you know, because of the sin in the earth. And it was just it was a promise um, to Noah and his family when they came out of the ark on, on the other side of the storm. Uh, you know, there's this rainbow and like, um, you know, God spoke that this is a symbol of the promise that he has made uh, that he'll never destroy the earth again mm -hmm. by a flood. Uh, and, you know, and over thousands and thousands of years, the rainbow still stands as this promise uh, in the sky as a reminder of God's goodness. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, um, you know, that video a few years ago about the double rainbow, you know, <laughs> you know like how, how, like how fascinating that was that there's like this double rainbow, you yeah. know? Um, but like, it's still like, I believe like God intended, um, when we look at the rainbow to, to be reminded of his goodness and, and how he keeps his promises. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that he is still sovereign, like no matter what is going on in the world, no matter like what society tries to push on us with alternate lifestyles and homosexuality and LGBTQ and all that type of stuff during Pride Month, the rainbow stands for God's promises yeah. and God's goodness and God's sovereignty. It doesn't stand for anything yes. that the enemy would try to twist um, and distort. Yeah, and you know, the enemy will always takes, always tries to take something mm -hmm. and do his best to turn it around and try to convolute or distort yeah. what God has called holy. And that symbol in the sky is what God has called holy because yeah. it's a promise that he's made. It's a covenant that he's made with right. us and with his children. And that's exactly what's been happening. And there's a war being waged on what we see as the rainbow. And that rainbow is really just the symbolism of God's promises. Yeah. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter what society or what the enemy tries to take from us mm -hmm. and, um, and twist it or do whatever, right. or distort it. It does not negate the promises that God has for us. Right. You know, I, like you said a minute ago, this symbol has remained in the sky for thousands and thousands of years. And I don't know of another historical account that outside of the scripture, that where something has stood the test of time. Yeah. That rainbow in the sky is spoken about in the Bible thousands of years yeah. ago. You know, God placed it there for Noah, and it continues, that promise continues to sit in the sky every day for everyone to see, to be reminded of God's goodness and his glory. Right. And so I think that's just a beautiful thing that like yeah. Brad said, when we see it, we need to be, I, I always am like, oh, it's so beautiful. And I take pictures of it. Yeah. But I think we also need to be reminded every time we see that, that God's promises are yes. And our response is always amen, because yeah. there is a response that we must have to God's promises. And, you know, we can, you know, God's promises for you and I, his promises, you know, the promise of the rainbow is that God wouldn't flood the earth, um, destroy the earth by flood again. But God has promises for you and I, that we can rest assured that he will fulfill those promises. Yeah. And that even when we see this beautiful rainbow in the sky, we know that that means he's not going to flood the earth like that again. But also as a reminder that he will keep his end of the bargain right. when he says he's going to do something in our yeah. And we can't let culture distort what God has promised yeah, that's right. I mean, like, you know, like we talked about a number of weeks ago, like the world tries to take love and distort love. The The world tries to take our bodies and distort that and destroy the image of God in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Tries to destroy the image of God in our relationships, in our minds, and in our hearts. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's the same thing, trying to take the, the 
image of the rainbow and the promises that it stands for. Because it not only is it a promise that God will not destroy the earth again by flood, you know, I mean that's that's the that's uh, the promise that He made, but it, it stands for something a lot more than that because it stands, like you said, that God is faithful to keep His word. He's kept His word for thousands of years. And if he can keep his word to Noah for thousands of years, then he is faithful and he is just to keep his promises to us, the things that he's promised to us, not only in Scripture, but the things that he's promised to us individually through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yep. He's faithful to keep those things. He's faithful to accomplish the things that he has promised each and every single one of us in our lives. And to, like, to me, like, I mean, if you think about that when you see the rainbow, then obviously people are like, double rainbow, like, you know what I mean? Like, double bless, like, you know, yeah. God is just... God is good, and that when we look at the rainbow, uh, when we see the rainbow, like that's what we should think. That symbol should remind us of that God is faithful and that He is good. Yeah, yeah, so good. We want to go through a few scriptures um, just to remind you that God is promise keeper, and His promises, He is going to fulfill them. There is a requirement on our part. You know, the scriptures, like I said a while ago, His promises are yes, and our response is amen, mm -hmm. meaning that we have to be in an agreement with his promises. We have right. to act in obedience to receive his promises. But Joshua 23, 14 says this. Now, behold, today I'm going the way of all the earth. And you know in all your hearts and all your souls that not one, uh, one word of all the good words which the Lord has spoken concerning you has spelled. All have been fulfilled. Not one of them has failed. That's right. I mean, that. If you look at that, I mean, like, how, how does that make you feel as a, as a believer to hear that? Like, mm -hmm. that not one of God's promises, promises has failed, and, and they never will. Yeah. I mean, like, God is the only is, is the only thing that is constant and true all mm -hmm. the time. And, you know, 1 Kings 8.56 says this, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. Not one word has failed of all his good promises, which he promises through Moses, his servant. Yeah, and 2 Corinthians 1, 20 says, For as many as are the promises of God, in him they are yes, therefore also through him is our amen to the glory of God through us. That's right, and Romans 4, 21 says, And being fully assured that what God has promised, he was also He was able also to perform. Yeah, he will perform what he has promised. Um, but in this process, we, you know, we want to, there's a couple of things that we want to remind you of is one, you know, we have to check and make sure that we're seeing God's promises correctly, mm -hmm. that we're not allowing the enemy to distort them or right. take things like the rainbow and distort them or we don't even appreciate the rainbow or we're scared to embrace the rainbow because it's ours as a promise. And so yeah. we need to make sure that we're seeing God's promises correctly, you know, for for society and for our world, but also for our personal stuff. Like, don't let the enemy distort the promises that God has given you sure. for your life and for your family and for your family's ministry. Absolutely. Because um, that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to take that and distort it so that you don't feel comfortable or you don't think that God's going to fulfill his end yeah. of the deal. Right. Um, and in, in order to help that, we want to, we want to encourage you to write the promises down. When God speaks something to you and he promises something to you, write those things down so that when things get difficult you can come back to them and then three believe that they will come to pass we have to have faith that God's promises will come to pass like his scripture says but that comes with a responsibility
responsibility. Yeah. The responsibility of our faith, of our action to to walk in the desires and like like Christ did, walk in His word, know His word, know the truth, and walk in that right. in order to fulfill the promises. Yeah, that's right. And you know, you may be thinking to yourself, like, well, I mean, I know like God has promised me this, but it's like it's taking a really long time. But the Bible also tells us that like. God is not slow to keep his promises like we understand. We may feel like it's slow. Being but slow, it's right? Not. It's, it's not, he's not slow like we understand being slow because God sees things from a completely different perspective mm -hmm. than we do. And we have no idea like how many things and how many pieces God is moving in order to make his promises happen. Mm -hmm. And so just simply trust God. Trust God that he's going to accomplish the things that he says because his word has never failed. Yeah, we want to encourage you to not be afraid to take the rainbow as a reminder of the promises that God has for you and as the promises that have stood the test of time yeah. through thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. And then don't be afraid to be countercultural. Right. Countercultural. You know, the key to being able to be countercultural and be brave and be bold in that is the, is, is the knowledge of the word and not your opinion right. when somebody says what do you think about this it doesn't matter what you and i think or what we want to be true it only matters what god's word says and unless you know the word that you cannot be countercultural and be accurate in that because you're not going to be speaking the truth and so um, <laughs> as we conclude this series i was reading in mark the other day and i came across this passage of scripture and i'm going to read it and i know the last couple of weeks we have read you know little lengthier passages of scripture, but um, I found this one so intriguing because in this particular passage that I'm gonna read, um, two things happen. We see Jesus <clears throat> teach us how to handle people trying to ta trap us in um, in situations and he remains countercultural. And then two, he directly addresses um, the homosexuality, transgender type um, agenda that's being pushed. So we're gonna read in Mark 10, verses 1 through 12. And this is what it says. Then getting up from there, Jesus goes to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. Again, crowds gather around him. And as, he, and as was his custom, he began to teach them once more. Pharisees came up. And to test him, they began asking, is it permitted for a man to divorce his wife? And see, this is where we've talked about multiple times. The Pharisees were always trying to trap Jesus. We have people in our culture ask us questions to try to trap us. But this is where the key comes into knowing the truth and knowing God's word. And then he, Jesus, replied to them, What did Moses command you? And the Pharisees said, Moses permitted a man to write a bill of divorce and put her away. But Jesus said to them, because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. They were no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. In the house, the disciples began questioning him about this, and he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. She is committing adultery. So the Pharisees come to Jesus in this passage here as we read, and he, they're trying to trap him, you know, like, what do you say about this? And what are your opinions on this? And Jesus responds, not with what his opinion is. He responds with only what the word says. He refers back to Deuteronomy and he refers back to Genesis. The, he refers back to the Torah, which he clearly knew by heart because we've seen scrotes, quote, um, 
the Torah and the prophets multiple times, but he knows these passages. He doesn't say, go on a lengthy discussion about what he thinks and what he believes, like all this stuff. He quotes scripture. And I think that this is one of the keys to being able to be counterculture. And we see Jesus set this example here, is that you have to know the word. Because again, we've said this a hundred times, it does not matter your opinion. It only matters what God says. And we see Jesus put that into practice. And then secondly, we see Jesus very clearly state that he believes that a man and a woman, because it's what scripture says at the beginning, a man and a woman should be married. And that is that, period. And so God, uh, so Jesus addresses both both agendas that we're talking about here: how to be a counterculture, and how um, this month, Pride Month, as they quote, they call it in the month of June, pushes this agenda, um, and, and and Jesus directly speaks out against it here in this in this passage. And so this concludes our series of you know counterculture. God is, and we walk through some things that we hope equip you to be counterculture and be bold in your faith, to stand up and say, you know what, that's not really what the word says. This is what the word really says. But in order to do that, you have to know the scripture. We've given you a ton of scripture and we encourage you to go back and read those things throughout the weeks um, for yourself so that it's in your heart and it's in your mind. And though you may not have it fully memorized, the Holy Spirit will always bring back to your remembrance the things that you have planted inside of you. And so we want to encourage you that it's okay to be countercultural. It's okay to stand up for what you believe in, but you have to know the truth in order to do that. And so, you know, God is so many things. Um, But, you know, this week we want to remind you that God is promise keeper. And that that rainbow that stands in the sky is is the, the truth and it is a constant reminder that God will always fulfill his promises, that he, he, his promises are yes, and our response is amen. amen. And so we are so glad that you joined us um, this month for our, our, our short God is series and how to be countercultural. And we will see you next, next Monday. Yep.